0: Hi guys, welcome to Just Friends, the podcast where I, your host, Mitchell Embry, sit down and have meaningful conversations with my friends, and then I share those conversations with you, my friends. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm joined at the crib by the lovable Chris Berry. Chris is a husband and a father now, but I met him at the ripe old age of 15 in high school, and we've spent the last half of our lives getting to know each other better. In this episode of the podcast, you'll be introduced to a a lot of names, some of whom you may already know and some of whom you may not. I promise, if you keep listening to just friends, you'll be introduced to all of these individuals and I think you'll come to love them just as much as Chris and I do. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you my friend, Chris Berry. I like for my nose to touch the pop filter. You don't have to if you have a thing about things being in your face. Yeah, don't sweat it. But um, what's what's the thing? How do you feel about things being in your face?
1: How I don't feel about
0: it? Yeah, I don't like it at all. <laughs> Why
1: not? I don't know. What is it about like,
0: it? It tickles your nose. Does it tickle your little it nose? It makes
1: me want like the feeling you get when you walk into a spider web. Yeah. You do you just leave the spider web I understand. on your
0: face? You just kind of, it makes you want to like fiddle it off Yeah, and it's touching your beard a bit, a little bit, isn't it? It is. Yeah. You know what I would say? I would say lean into it. Like instead of having it be a situation where you don't want it to be touching your face, I would say pull it into your face where you know it's there. Like it's supposed to be there almost. Yeah. I think I can just deal with it in my face. Yeah. You're an adult. So the cool thing about these podcasts is I get to talk to all of my friends and the there's a million conversations I could have with all my friends, but there's only a handful of conversations that would be best with you. And those are the conversations that I want to have with you. And I think the ideal place to start is our background. So you asked me a question earlier, how long have we known each other? Mm -hmm. And the answer was 16 years. Yep.
1: We've been friends for half of our lives.
0: Yeah. And that's pretty cool. And, you know, that's unique. Do you know a whole lot of people who have friends like that That, that for the longevity of a lot of the friendships that we have?
1: I, would, I don't personally know a lot, but I would think it's not, like, unorthodox for a person to have, like, high school friends still.
0: Yeah. You know, honestly, I disagree. Really? I think it's unique because we just haven't moved a whole lot. A lot of us stayed in this area, but the guy that was on the podcast yesterday, Brian, he lives in Memphis now. I don't think he has... Your roommate? Yeah, he was my roommate. Yeah. Um, he doesn't hang out with a lot of his high school friends at all. And I honestly think that he spends more time with college friends, but now he spends much more time with work friends. But for us, my core friend group, I've known some of them since middle school. Yeah. And definitely mostly, there's something to be said about friends who know you and when I say know you I mean like they've seen who you were when you were a child and they realize how far you've come since then and they can appreciate your growth when you meet a brand new person they don't know where you've been or where you've come from they just see you right where you're at now
1: so you think like the being there through like growth is what has been able to like keep our like longevity of friendship
0: well it allows me to be more myself when I'm with you like a truer version of who I am.
1: Well, like when you think about our core friend group, would you think that if we were to not have been friends that long and met today, we would still be friends? Like if we just came across each other, like in a like public setting, would we?
0: Oh, I doubt it very highly. I doubt. I mean, like we might chat, but maybe not. You know how often do you really go out of your way to chat with new people? So, who's your longest friend of all time? Yeah, Pr- probably Chad. I've known Chad since we moved in the house that my parents live in now. So it was the summer between fifth grade and sixth grade. y'all been friends that long or you just known him that long? I've known him that long. And we were, we were not necessarily friends by choice. Uh, our Chad's mom pretty much was like, go down the street and be nice to that chubby kid who just moved in because he looks like he's sad. And that's pretty much, (laughs) so Chad came down and asked me if I wanted to play basketball and I didn't really. That had, to, that had to be really out of Chad's comfort zone too. Maybe, but Chad, you know Chad is just a genuinely one of the nicest guys. Yeah. I mean, like he's a crybaby sometimes. <laughs> but we pick on him so much, but man, he's kind and he's funny and and he's just a genuinely good person. So I remember because when you didn't know me in middle school, mm-hmm. oh God, you think you pick on me a lot now? you would have picked on me so I don't much think in middle I school. On you at all well fuck you because you definitely <laughs> do but gosh in middle school i had a butt cut have you ever seen a picture of it i oh, like yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. look like an owl yeah oh yeah yeah of course so i appreciate chad a lot just because he was my friend but your longest friend is jake yeah 25 years that's insane <laughs> 25 years yep so, you guys met in
1: kindergarten. kindergarten, summer before kindergarten, summer before
0: kindergarten. Do you think because, I mean, that's such that's your entire lives. That's mm-hmm. like siblings. Do you feel like siblings almost really? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but then
1: you also got to think about think about your, your longest friends and stuff like that. There's definitely been times where you all have, like, like me and you, like, I would say we've been friends for 15 years but there's like chunks of that where we were a lot like hanging out a lot more. And there's chunks where we weren't hanging out as much and then hanging out a lot more. So like me and Jake were basically like best friends through all elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. But there was just something about like when, especially meeting so young, we all have something in common. We're just kids. So like, and it's in kids meeting each other. It's genuine friendship. It's not like we're not, you're not thinking about anything outside of just
0: like genuinely being friends. It's like, the thing that we all had in common, I think there's a few things. One of them was football. But another thing I think was all smart, all a little bit I guess nerdy and I mean, and just not part of that like mainstream crowd of people.
1: Yeah, well, we didn't have that drive like some people in high school have or whatever. To try to like just to be popular. We just knew. I think the, for the most part, we knew who we were, and we were just okay with
0: that. That's cool that you did, but for me, um, I would have loved to have been a part of that popular group. I just had no clue how to be. But
1: did you not feel like at place like within the friend group though? we were all like on equal playing fields there
0: was no like trying to oh i don't know if we were on equal playing fields i feel like i was low man on the total pole most of the time that's true in all my friends that's true in all my friends groups though honestly my my younger friend group before like i i guess when i was young and i was insecure and i was silly and i was easy to pick on and my feelings were easy to hurt and i'd cry and and throw a little tantrums and stuff so
1: well think about think about me though like, as far as our friend group, I was the only one not in, like, the higher education classes and everything
0: like that. Yeah, but you weren't motivated in that way to be successful in in academics. In fact, you were probably the one of us who took athleticism most seriously and, like, really wanted to make football a thing that you did because mm-hmm. you loved it, I guess. Did you love it or did you feel like you would be good at it?
1: I would say I probably loved it. I did love it. It was a little bit, I mean, that's coming from like my high school brain where I think like it's, it's what I did every day. So like reality hadn't set in quite just yet. I mean, I could have pushed myself and could have made it to the next level, possibly even yeah. stuff like that.
0: But like, you didn't know what that looked like. Yeah. Yeah. So we've started being friends in high school. We have a lot of the same friends and we, sp- for the most part, our core friend group, I mean, the people who were at your daughter's birthday party yesterday were the same people that we would have been hanging out with after school on a Friday in high school. It's the events have changed a little bit. Yes, for sure.
1: Well, How does that feel for you? For me? No, going to, so like, like your views towards like having kids and stuff like that. And then like the events now that you have to be a part of for your, with your friends is stuff like our kids' birthday parties and stuff like
0: that. I love them. You're fine with that.: I like it. I wish I do wish that the, the kids weren't there because it cramps the style. The overall fun that is capable of being had is diminished with the children. But I, I also realize that nobody else feels that way. I'm the only one that feels that way and it's because I don't have kids. Yeah. So, so I just put that aside and, and just be happy that I have the opportunity to hang out with the friends that I love and the people that I care about. Cause you know,
1: then if cause like if you, if you let that, I guess get in your way,
0: then I'm ruining my experience. Yeah. Why the fuck would I do that? I don't get enough chances to see you guys anyway. I was bummed yesterday that I had to leave. So for you, who's changed the most? Over the course of the time that you've known them. Because it's so unique. Because you really do have a lot of long friendships. Mm-hmm. So somebody has to have changed the most. Out of our core group or just friends that I've had for a long time? But I'd say probably out of our core group. people out. Somebody I would know.
1: I would probably say, well, honestly, I mean, you know him, but he's not part of our, our I guess, core friend group. But you think, I've been friends with Blake since third grade.
0: Yeah. And he's and, changed the most. He's
1: probably changed the most of all my he's, friends I know. He's definitely been through some stuff, but like... He's very loyal to the people that he cares about, but then outside of that, most people, he's probably be like antisocial or like a little like meat headed and stuff like that.
0: See, last time I was with him, I was terrified he was gonna shoot me with that <laughs> fucking BB gun. Because because it would've hurt and I would've yeah. been a bitch and then I would've, not only would I have been shot by a BB gun, but then I would've been embarrassed in front of Blake. Reacting that way feeds it. I know, I know, I can't help it though. Okay, but
1: okay. Um, but as our, out of our core group, I would probably say, uh, and see, that's the hardest thing because that's what I think makes like why we've stayed friends and like had that longevity is because like we've grown, but we haven't changed. So like, it's really hard to say who's changed most. Cause we're the same people we like. I mean, most of us are exactly the same way we were, at least like, I mean, our lives have changed around us. And
0: I think we're all a little bit better versions of the people who we used to be. But
1: when you say it used to be, we we're high school kids.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're barely even humans. I think Casey has changed so much. He's just chilled out so much, and he's just a nicer, nicer guy. Easier <laughs> to talk to. Quicker to admit when he's wrong. I'm pr- I'm proud of the changes that Casey Ford has made in a lot of ways. Um. Jake is sadder. <laughs> Doesn't don't you notice? Jake used to be the liveliest, silliest person. He was just bouncing around, flinging his hair all over the place and stuff like that.
1: It still comes out. It's just opportunistic. It's yeah. just when it when it it's just not all the time. Yeah. He it definitely
0: it's you you still see it come out. Not enough. I don't get to see it enough. But yeah, I think this is a fun opportunity to to kind of set the stage and for for the entire theme of the podcast because most of the people that I'm going to be interviewing we've already talked about in this conversation. There's still a few that we haven't. Isn't it interesting how all those groups came together? Now did it happen because of me? Because I would really like to feel that way. (laughs) <laughs> it would make me feel so happy to know that all of these people whom I love from all these different places are now all friends with each other because of me. That's,
1: yeah. Well, so think about it this way. Like, how did we become friends though? Me and you? Yeah. Football, who, I feel like. I know, but who was it through? It was through somebody. Probably Jake. Uh no, was it TJ? It was TJ. TJ. So like TJ was on the team first and I became friends with TJ. That's fair. And then there was some I don't know if it was like just hanging out or something like that. Good point. And Maybe it's be- because of
0: TJ then. That's what Fuck I was- him. <laughs> Fuck you, TJ, you bitch. <laughs> Yo fucking charismatic ass. Oh I'm TJ. People follow me. But that was
1: just the introduction. You figure like when it came to actually like getting like groups to hang out and stuff like that it wasn't that hard because it was high school and we'd just be like, hey, we're all going to play football somewhere and then, like, everyone just got together. But then, so, but then, apart from just getting the people together, it really was the work of our friends to, like, like, you figure, like, with Dave becoming more, like, friends with, like, Ben and Ben and them. Yeah. Like, that was their, them doing well, that thing.
0: actually, no. They were friends from middle school because we all went to Stuart Middle School. So, TJ, Ben dave and me all went to stewart middle school so that actually kind of transcended it's you know it's just it's the south end of louisville is what it is it's prp high school and i mean everybody knows everybody really yeah
1: and we also had friends like me. figured like chad went to butler yeah drew and them went to
0: dos and then valley i'm definitely taking credit for chad i'm really happy that I was able to make those friendships because it helped me. Even my mom mentioned it. Like I was a little bit wimpy and girly before, and not to say that I'm not now, but I am less so now, for sure. I'm glad that you find that amusing. I do find that pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> why is that funny? It's like the self-admittance of girliness. Well, I mean, I'm. Why is it bad to be girly? One, two. I've been this way my entire life. I'm 30 now. I know who I am better than I ever have before. And I really do enjoy a lot of things that are traditionally more feminine. And I'm cool with that.
1: There's nothing wrong with it. But then like you talk about being in your like, uh, within the friend group and you're like, y'all pick on me.
0: I know. But at that, and that doesn't bother me now either. Now I like it kind of, it's like a pick on me. It's fun. But when I was younger, I was so sensitive because I desperately wanted male approval. And so it really hurt my feelings when my friends would make fun of me for being non-masculine. But now I don't give a shit because so you,
1: you went with the, uh, the manly Honda Civic and the... I didn't get to pick the, that. The jorts and the... I didn't buy my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I wore what was
0: purchased for me. Chris, what are you talking about?
1: In high school, you had no choice in
0: your, your wear. In high school... Most of my clothing was purchased for me by my mother, yes, for like Christmas or something like that. I wasn't actively. Now, I will say around like junior and senior year, I did change and start taking more ownership of my clothing. And you're right. I kind of picked a preppier type of style. I wore a lot of polos and puka shells. I wanted <laughs> girls to like me Chris I wanted to I was so, sh- so you wear what they wear and it attracts <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what
1: I was doing <laughs> who was it who's uh, Sarah's relative that you kind of like befriended on the vacation that was kind of more
0: like I don't know what you're talking about oh, really <laughs> Sarah's relative. What vacation?
1: I thought it was a vacation. It was like you. We you went s- to Gatlinburg. No.
0: Her you, cousin Joe.
1: No, I thought I think it was a female. Oh God. And you're like you all would be like at a dinner or something like that, and like bring up stuff that you're just like, eh, and then she would be like,
0: Well, I kind of made friends with Catherine, my sister-in-law. She's pretty cool. I like her a lot. Okay. She was at the cookout. Tiny little little teen tiny girl. Yeah, and she's cool. I mean, I like all of my in laws. Sarah's family is awesome. For the most part, they're pretty healthy, <laughs> and like. <laughs> <laughs> That's the
1: weird thing to point out at the very the, when you first describe why you. I like, mean, like emotionally healthy. Very, oh, I okay. mean, like
0: they have a they have healthy relationships. They treat each other kindly. They don't really gossip too much. They're not. Um, they 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 try their best to be kind and to be understanding of one another. And that's not always how my family is. My family's quick to jump to conclusions. They're quick to get their feelings hurt sometimes. So, her family's really, really awesome, and they're super patient with me. Her dad, her dad is so patient with me. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm surprised that uh, Emily like actually likes my family. Yeah. No, your family's alright. I like your dad a lot. Your dad's awesome. <laughs> that's who I think of when I think of your family. Yeah. Oh, your mom was is. the best ever. Yeah. How do you, I mean, she's right in the other room, so we might have to start whispering, but because in-laws are an interesting thing. How do you feel about yours? How do you feel like your in-laws feel about you? That's even a more interesting question.
1: If I had to say, I would think I was, probably wouldn't be what they thought of when they thought of the person who would marry their daughter, but I don't think they're like disappointed that this is
0: the trajectory it went (laughs) I don't know if Sarah's parents had an idea for who they thought their daughter would date. But I hope they're not disappointed in me either. I don't know though. I think they are. Every, every... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably I would be too. <laughs> I
1: don't, I feel like I mean, I would be disappointed just about anybody that like at this point <laughs> that Bobby would want to like marry,
0: but that's funny. Really, what if she wanted to marry like The Rock, like the, the, her generation's version of The Rock, and he was like ripped, he wanted to marry her too. He was ripped, and he was just, like, really positive and, like, really kind and, like, super rich and philanthropic.
1: I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to fall into, like, that, like, that stereotypical dad mentality, but just, like, you definitely gain it. It's just, like, no one's good enough for... You don't want anybody to have sex with your daughter. Yeah.
0: I get it. I feel that. I remember one time when my dad was like dealing with the idea or dealing with the understanding that there were people having sex with his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was funny to see him trying to work it out. It was just kind of like, you know, I just don't like... Because my sister was living with a boyfriend at the time and she was like 19. And and they weren't living together. Like, yeah. She was staying... At with him at, at his, his house. Parents, yeah, house, yeah, parents' house a more. lot, yeah. and they were just didn't like it. My dad didn't like. I just I don't like her staying over there with him. I just don't <laughs> think she should be staying over there with him. And he was, I could see in his face like where his brain was at. Yeah. but he just couldn't bring himself to say it out loud, <laughs> and it was just like.
1: <laughs> did you let? Did you bring it? No, bring it? <laughs> I wasn't about to say
0: why because he's banging her. <laughs> it's probably you probably don't like it because she's banging her. <laughs>
1: Well, that's probably a weird. That's probably a weird mentality for you. Yeah, I did not want to think, think about that. Sister.
0: My sister, being engaged with a, another human being in that way, no, that's gross. Even think about now, and she's married. She's got a baby. <laughs> it's cool. I do. You know, it's interesting because now Grayson is in my life, and it's kind of near Uncle Mitch. I'm Uncle Mitch, which is weird. I haven't even really. When I hear people say it, it feels weird. And Grayson's barely even a thing right now. For me. I mean, for yeah. Michelle, he's an all-consuming thing in her life. But for me, he doesn't even talk yet. Like, I can't even have a conversation with this motherfucker yet.
1: So when you think back to, like, growing up and you think about your uncles whenever you were younger and then think about, like, do you even want to be, uh, like... Do you even care to be the cool uncle or like the uncle that you, think you can fight in or the uncle? Yeah,
0: totally. I want to be the uncle who I it sets a specific example. Like I want him to look at me and be like, all right, that's the type of person that has something to offer. Yeah, that's not the cool uncle. No. <laughs> that's not
1: the uncle that, that kids uh, tend to appreciate until I guess until they get older. Yeah. You can be whatever uncle you want. Just don't be Uncle Diddles.
0: I will not diddle my nephew. If you were worried about that, I just won't settle that down right now. I promise not okay. to. But no, it's cool. My sister has a son and I do feel love for him. I can it's I I think it's evolutionary. I think I all my genes are just embry genes. And 50% of that little motherfucker's genes are also Embry genes. And all my Embry genes are screaming, keep that baby alive. Yeah. He, you are in him. Like, we are the same. So I think he's just the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. I really do.
1: Well, so... Uh, I forgot where I heard it from, but like everyone like always says like how Bobby looks so much like me and everything. And they say that's actually like a like a survival thing that happens with humans because like the moms know that the child's theirs, but like definitely like a way, like more barbaric time of human beings, I guess. But like the dad's, the fact that it looked like them made them want to take care of it more.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Everybody says that Grayson looks like me. Which is weird, because I was not involved in the creation of that child whatsoever. But your genes were... Yeah, he's a male Embry. I mean, not really, but he has male Embry genes, and so they probably manifested themselves similarly to me. But I think he does. He looks a lot like Jared. <laughs> I can already see him missing free throws. and no, nah, he'll be athletic. <laughs> you just wait, because Jared is athletic.
1: Yeah, but his, but his, the Jared jeans has to fight
0: those Embry jeans. He'll be like a, <laughs> he'll be like, like a tall, strong, like super ripped, like appearing to be super athlete, yeah. but then he'll barely be able to walk.
1: <laughs> I played one year of football, Little yeah. League, and the next year I didn't want to play. Really? Yeah, I said I wasn't going to play. Um, but the Little League practiced right across the street from my house. So, like, I would be like, We'd be on the front porch and like my friends would be over there like playing and stuff like that. But I didn't like it. Well, it didn't help that the first year I played, we had like two guys who ended up going to like NFL and stuff like that. So I mm-hmm. mean, literally, they're still like
0: significantly more athletic yeah. and better than everybody. And who were they?
1: It was uh, Marquez Turner and Stephen Gar. We're both on our team. Marquez Turner ended up like having like a career-ending injury in high school. Oh, that sucks. Uh, and then Stephen Gar went on to play for U of L, and I think he went on to play for the Patriots, maybe, but Did I'm he? not sure. Um, but yeah, he uh, Marquez Turner was the first guy I ever had to go against in full gear, first time ever playing football, and he just flattened me. And that just kind of <laughs> was the case during the whole year because I was fat, so they wanted to put like the the hardest hitter is against someone who was they could like
0: actually throw themselves could, into yeah and not destroy yeah so
1: yeah that was me for the entire first season so I was like I'm done football football not my thing
0: that's how I felt freshman or sophomore year because they would we would hold pads Corey Hendricks would just come run and just nail you he could he would nail you I don't know how he did that just ran fast into you I guess is that mm-hmm. all all it really is he's strong and he knew he knew like the. Mechanics yeah. to build the force. Yes, yeah, I didn't.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes into like it's not just impact. There's a lot of like mechanics involved in like getting like a really good hit. Yeah, my biggest thing was I was just try. I would try to hit with my like upper body first, and then finish with like uh like get definitely get hands second. Yeah, and then your body and momentum would all follow. And you push through with your legs. Yeah, push through with your legs. But that happened, like all that happens like instantaneously. You just got to like. Well, you kind of got
0: to hit them while you're low to the ground. And then what would be your next step? Just push all the way through their body. But I don't know how to do that. I, I can understand the mechanics of it in my brain but translating that into my, my body and then doing it in the moment.
1: Yeah, well, especially because like a lot of like, I mean, it's self-preservation. People like if they come up like running full force at something that they don't know if they can move or not, they pull up. Yeah. And like running through something is actually really hard to to teach people to do. Yeah. Like they, you're basically telling them to ignore their instinct of I'm about to run into something and they pull up. You just got to get the mentality that you know you're going to run through the thing and, and you don't you don't hold back.
0: I guess earlier I asked you out of all of our friends who do you think's changed the most? You said of our core friend group, who did you say? Of our core friend group. I said I don't think I said. Cuz you what yeah, you you transition into everybody has kind of stayed the same. Yeah. But who, who would you pick?
1: I would probably say. I guess, I mean, like like you said, like Jake, Jake's changed in the fact that he's not full go all the time. Yeah. Um, and then like you said, Casey's mellowed out. It's like they kind of went in different directions, but um, neither one of them so far to the extreme that I like would pick one of them over the other. changed yeah. the most. Fuck you! I
0: was hoping you'd pick me.
1: You, you haven't changed much. Like, you've grown, but you haven't changed much.
0: I don't know if I should take that personally. Because I don't like... I, I've never I never really liked the person who I was in high school. I was always like trying to figure it out, but never could quite... But you can't say,
1: like... like even now, you might not have actually changed. You're just more comfortable with
0: who you actually are. That's true. That's a good point. So it's not really changed. You're just... I've, I, yeah, you're right. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm the same. I just am now more comfortable with it. That's cool. Actually, I, I take that as a compliment. Now, Chris, thank you. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> 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 what do you think? What, what do you think's in the water? Why are all of our friends fucking each other's sisters? <laughs> you think? Because, because. I mean, <laughs> I guess the people for the context of the listener, our best friend. Casey married our other best friend's sister, Jake's sister, Haley. Yes. Casey's sister married Amanda. Your co- married your cousin is married my cousin Matt. Yeah. So cousins marrying sisters, and then a different friend group. Chad is married to our friend Jeff's wife's sister. It's just like everybody's marrying. Were, are you happy that you came out unscathed?
1: With yeah, that then?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm. Ha- you know what? I will say that I'm happy that I didn't end up married to anybody's sister, and that nobody married my sister. Yeah. Somebody Although married you your know sister, it would be but... bad. I love Jared, and I like hanging out with him and stuff like that. But it would be cool to have a friend married to my sister because I'm I'm envious of Jake and Casey getting to fucking hang all the time. Mm-hmm. Every holiday, every birthday party, those motherfuckers are like snug as a bug in a rug, well, and I miss a funny, my friends. Funny question then
1: out of your friend group, if you had to pick somebody who you would want to marry your to sister, fuck my sister, who mm. would have been
0: <laughs> Jake Stratton? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know that, <laughs> that she would have been totally disappointed, <laughs> so, so it wouldn't have been that bad. <laughs> <laughs> and also like yeah I just like Jake so much that I couldn't even be offended by it and he's he's so also I think part of it is he's so cool about Casey fucking his sister <laughs> <laughs> that it's like almost just fair is it cool with or just
1: like eh, it's happening it's
0: ha- <laughs> Exactly, exactly that's exactly what I would be like it's happening I'm just gonna but now I get to hang out with my homie yeah, definitely Jake. No offense to you, but <laughs> I don't okay. need you at I don't need you picking on me at Christmas time.
1: <laughs> in front of your rest of your family. Well, there's just some people that you can see like in a relationship. I wouldn't say that I overly seem like a type of person that would be like relationship person, but we're well, I think like technically we're supposed to be like pack people, right? Not necessarily like Yeah, we're like tribes. We yeah. live in tribes, yeah.
0: But usually and yeah, monogamy isn't interesting. It's kind of more cultural, and that's sort of changing. And you know, I work with a guy who's in a relationship with two other men. Oh, there's no women involved in it? No women involved in it, no. It's just three dudes banging all the time probably. Yep, it's just all dudes, and they're awesome. I love all three of them. They're great. They're super great. Do you think that's like, because you just hit
1: on two separate things there, that's not only just a... uh a non-monogamous thing, it's also... Homosexual stuff, thing? Yeah. yeah. So, like, wonder if that's...
0: Actually, it. I do think so. You don't want to know why? This is what I think. Men... Men appreciate variety. It's evolutionarily advantageous for us to have sex with lots of different women and spread our genes all over the place. So, even gay men would still be, I imagine, turned on by having different sexual partners. So, being able to, like... I mean, they're all three in, involved with each other, and I imagine stuff happens with the three of them at once, and then offshoots from everything. I don't know. It's weird to even be talking about it, but <laughs> um, well, you took us down that rabbit hole. I wall. know, but it makes sense. I understand yeah. it. I understand yeah. it because, like, as a straight guy, I can I could see some of the benefits of having multiple consensual sexual partners and then cuz
1: but if you were the if you were the one if you were the one with two wives though but would you how would you feel about uh, like a two husband one wife thing nah <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's why i don't think it works with heterosexual couples as well yeah yeah i i can never let sarah listen to this now <laughs> But now I have Sarah, and she fully fulfills me in that emotional aspect. So I don't need anybody else there.
1: Sarah fills you. Yeah. Is that how to be? She fills me completely.
0: Goes? She's huge. God, she's huge. <laughs> but I can take all of her. I yeah. think I'm hope. Maybe probably not right now. But she's 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 it's easing you to it. She's getting me there. She's helping me grow into that to be able to accept all of who she is. She's a complicated person. She travels the world and shit. She climbs mountains and shit. Yeah, she's from the East End. So, <laughs> you know, that is a, that is a something that's interesting. Every single one of these conversations that I've had so far has also brought up this South End-East End dynamic. And your wife is an East Ender, so this is a great segue. And she, I see her, she's shaking her head. She's she's come over to the dark side. <laughs> she's accepted the South End part of who she is as a person yeah (laughs) let's talk about that that dynamic because i think that's going to come up a lot in our conversations and i want people to understand what that dynamic is what is for you the south end east end dynamic what's the difference between the two cultures and why has it defined our experience as South Enders so much and has it, how come it's become such so, a much part of our identity?
1: At first, I don't even think I don't think that it's like the South End necessarily has as much. Obviously they have a, like a connotation towards the the East End, but I think that the East End is the East End because it's with people who want to get away from the South End. I don't think that people like come to the South to get away from the East. Generally, the East
0: End is where more affluent people live. Bigger homes, nicer, uh, just in parks and nicer restaurants, um, more retail things, nicer shops and stores. So, I mean, even if it, any South Ender
1: who just has the mentality of I'd like to move on to bigger, better things, mm-hmm. that's where
0: they go. But nobody leaves the East End and comes to the South End yeah. except your wife. Yeah. And my wife. Yeah. And you know who else's wife? You know Matt Smith? Yeah. I'm going to try to get him on this podcast, his wife. But I think as much as Emily maybe has kind of accepted her South Endness, and I think Lauren has too, Matt's wife. Mm-hmm. Sarah has not yet. She's still, she's still riding her <laughs> horse. <laughs> riding her high horse. Yeah. And I heard not you know, just her actual horse that yeah. her dad bought her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, keep talking about her. I think she just pulled in. Oh, really? Yeah, let's keep, that's funny. Let's keep that going. You know, and, like, I'm not mad. that, that I think it's awesome that her parents were able to, to do that for her because her having a horse made her such a capable person. Like, it was a really smart parenting move. Like, they made her responsible for this animal, and and she's, she's one of the most capable people I've ever known. But from the perspective of a South Ender Your dad bought you a horse? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My dad gave me a black eye. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on. Your dad's not, he's not addicted to any substances at all. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it definitely is. I mean, it's a different dynamic, though, because like you figure, well, it was for a long time, the PRPR especially, it was people who like, like your grandparents lived in this house. If people have been living in their houses for a long time as families and then it get passed on to the next member of the family and they stay here too, it was full with like a lot of like just families who have been here for a while and that slowly started changing. And as soon as like, there's no like, um, like there was no commitment into staying here yeah. anymore. People, cause families weren't here anymore. And growing up, there's definitely, there's just like a difference like in the, in the area, like. We could like you wouldn't you weren't wasn't worried like you I would walk around my neighborhood oh, yeah. at nighttime and everything like that and feel perfectly fine. I I don't know if I necessarily feel that way anymore. Yeah, I we just had like um like I feel the need to put in like you you just put in like a front camera on your porch too. I put one in on my porch. I, do that. I mean I will feel safe in my home. I feel safe like it's just i mean but we're like we're pattern based so i can i can see that in the first time in that i know of the first time in 30 years of me living here our cars got broken into this year yeah and i we had stuff we had stuff stolen off our front porch last year so like just like just seeing like this pattern changing in the past like 3 years we got to adapt to it and partially that is like up in the security i have a baby now and that person who's, like, broken into my car, obviously a criminal because he's stealing stuff, was feet feet away from my daughter's window. And, like, I can either continue to worry about that and just, like, up the security of my house or move out of this area of town. Right. That makes sense. Where would you guys go? I I was, we've been talking, like, Barchtown. sound, Yeah.
0: Bartstown's a nice area. That's sort of like Mount... That's sort of like Shepherdsville. Yeah. But, um... Mm-hmm. I don't know where we'll end up, honestly. You know where I'd I like to end up in, like, nomadic. Just constantly moving? Just moving constantly. Not even having a place to live. I'd keep this property and use it as a source of income and by renting it out. And then I... If, if i could have my ideal life i would make these podcasts with interesting people and i would hope that i could make enough money to eat and i would drive around and try to have cool experiences with my awesome wife
1: i think that like I feel like like you could do that and I think that Sarah would want to do that yeah. but for some reason I think Sarah just has a little firmer roots like here like where it'd be harder for her to go like she has her horse to take care of I think her family has a little bit more of like a um, expectation of her to be around yes. more so I mean I, but I think her, like her, in her mind she'd be like yeah
0: I'd like to do that with you yeah well she I feel like has kind of more of that wanderlust than I do, because I mean, of the 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 trips that she takes and all of that stuff. Because um, I've never even been out of the country, really. Have you? Uh, no, no. But that's all. But I mean, that's not necessarily like
1: that's not nomadic. That's you. You still come home. You still have a home base. Yeah, you're right. You're uh, right. Because I don't even know. Like to me, that sounds like a nightmare. I would hate to not have like a like a comeback point like
0: just well this would be our comeback point for yeah. sure and i honestly i feel like if we were nomadic like i'm talking about it would not be permanent it would be 5 6 years maybe and i do always feel like we would settle in Louisville cuz that's where our family would be and that's where our friends would be um and i would i would like to think that my parents will still be around 10, 15 years from now. So, but you're right. Her family and my family are something that we think about a lot. And, and I understand there would be a lot of challenges with living that lifestyle. What about you? So what do you think about, are you guys going to take your dad? Yeah. And you're going to sell both houses? Uh, I think we would sell one house and rent the other. Yeah. And have rental property. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just sell them both? I guess you just want some, some money so you can buy something new. Yeah,
1: and rental houses, I feel like, are always better than like saving for like a yeah. 401k or something like that is have rental properties. And I think that's going to be something that we'll have because I think Emily's parents are trying to get rental properties, ones that they can give to like their kids, so we would have a couple properties yeah. um, to move somewhere, like a big enough house that we would want a down payment. It would be nice, to, ideally, to keep both houses rental properties, but we would need something to kind
0: of – See, that's the thing we're also talking about. Like, we we buy our next house, we're not gonna have children, so we're not gonna need to expand. We could even we could move into something this exact same size or even smaller. We don't need those extra bedrooms. I'd like to have one really big master bedroom and then just one huge kitchen, dining room, living room, entertainment space and then maybe a basement with a smaller space and a garage and I'd be stoked and I feel like if we got that in a nicer area we could live there for a while and be happy and but you then definitely if, want a yard yeah I want a yard not a, re- not a big yard though doesn't have to be a big yard because for some reason I just like,
1: like think like for you like some like like imagine that apartment off like Big Daddy like like an industrial oh, yeah. style type of place in like a hipster
0: little area yeah and, definitely me when i was younger but not so much me now i don't i i wouldn't want to like rent an apartment or i wouldn't even want to own like a like a condo flat but that would have definitely been something i would have been into when i was single i like having a house to take care of i like working on my yard and slowly updating stuff and uh, i made my i I'll show you my workbench after this when, when we're done that I, that I built and how mm-hmm. I organized all my tools and stuff like that. I get pleasure out of it, so I'd like to keep a house.
1: Well, with that nomadic that kind of thing, why wouldn't you ever think about doing something where you might not, like you might sacrifice like a yard or something, but you can do like uh, as far as like uh, they would keep it within the realm of something you could afford doing like buying like a small apartment here and then having like an apartment like – in a different country or having an apartment like... Well, that would be really
0: cool, and that's not a bad idea. I think rather than do that, being nomadic, I think we would do like maybe an RV mm-hmm. or maybe even like... Converted van or bus or A converted or bus. Like I would, I'd, a van would be small for two of us. I think something bigger than a van, like a VW bus or something similar like that in size. Like a, like a handy, handicap bus or something. Yeah. oh they converted that'd be so cool like a handicap um school bus Mm -hmm. converted oh that'd be dope something like that and then if we wanted to go overseas we just have to pay to park the bus Mm -hmm. and we could fly and we could vacation overseas and then we could come home and honestly we'd probably just stay with family like we have we would have homes here yeah um we didn't
1: have to pay to park the bus. Then, if you had like people somewhere, you could just like. Well, it depends on where we flew out of. Yeah.
0: Because if we did, if we didn't fly out of Louisville. Yeah. If we were like just happened to be in, in like, uh, yeah. Mistoki and we were like, let's go to Paris, because the freedom of that for me is the most attractive thing. I would make so much less money to have that freedom to do. Just
1: it. you saying that like increase my anxiety really not having like a plan is really like just i don't like that at all that's why i don't think I'd be nomadic. i don't like not knowing like i mean there's definitely like surprises in my life but i definitely oh, yeah.
0: prefer to have like a more like i know what you're saying like what if we broke down what if we got stuck but here's the thing if we were making a podcast we would have money So it wouldn't matter if we got stuck. We would just be in that place for a little bit longer. We could still make, we could talk about the shitty fucking experience we were happening that we were going through at that moment and hopefully people would relate to that. And
1: you just like save up an emergency fund that you never touch and it's just always your way of getting back home.
0: I don't think we would ever be in a situation where we didn't, we weren't making money while we were moving around. So we would always be earning an income. And it wouldn't have to be a ton. Uh, It would just have to be enough really to feed us. But honestly, if I couldn't turn this into something that made a similar amount of money as I make now, I wouldn't quit my job. I wouldn't do it. But I mean, I don't make a ton of money now, so it wouldn't be a lot. (laughs) But I feel like if I could make if I could make a hundred thousand dollars a year making a podcast, which is not how much I make now, I don't make that much money. But if I could make a hundred thousand dollars a year making a podcast, that I would live my dream life. And if I could make forty thousand dollars a year making a podcast, I'd quit my job and do it for a living, for sure. For the rest of my life. And never make a dime more. And I'd be so happy. Because this is fun man. And also I've, I have I I have a strong desire to, to be creative. I feel like you have that too. Because you are always want to do stuff with like woodworking.
1: Yeah. I think that like. I definitely. I think that creativity. And like doing stuff like. Creating things. Is a sub part of my like personality yeah i've seen you, I think you draw I have too much of a also like a like the front runners is definitely my like realistic view on life and like like that's what keeps me just like i gotta do this job though like this is what makes them is gonna make me the money to support like family and stuff so that's the front runner and then there's a the sub part that makes me more like i'd like to be like Creative, I'd like to do something for myself
0: or like mm-hmm. I'd like to but but you also have a child you have yeah. a child, and I don't have a child, and I have a wife, but my wife makes more money than me, so like she can take care of herself so if if I totally crash and burn um I don't think she would bail on me, she'd probably like try to she would just support me probably honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would never ask her to do. But she could. And that's that That freedom has been huge for me because I've never dated a girl who was capable of supporting me. I always dated girls who needed my, me to support them and needed me to take care of them usually sometimes. So that's been so freeing for me because now all of a sudden, like, I can, I can fail. I could not have a job right now and we could pay all of our bills. So that's nice. I feel like like me and Emily's
1: been together for eight years and throughout the eight years we've like flip flopped that kind of scenario with her going to school at certain times. And then me, like when she came out of school, she definitely had a better paying job than I did. And
0: it was just going back and forth for for me. The thing, I mean, I do well, Sarah does well. It allows us to live really comfortably, which is nice for now. Um, but she makes more money than me and she probably for the will for the foreseeable future. Especially if I quit teaching and start trying to podcast. What time is it? I don't know. We can wrap this up anytime. Probably. I'm going to try to shortly. Like again, we got the baby. Let's do it now, man. Okay. Let's do it now. All right. Well, it was fantastic talking to you, Chris. I appreciate you coming over and doing this and taking time out of your busy day. Um, Busy Busy is a (laughs) A relative word I guess Well you were at work Before this right? Yeah Well hey man I'll let you get home And go to bed I I love you And I appreciate you coming over No problem Thanks man Mm -hmm. Bye Bye All right, guys, that's it for this episode of Just Friends. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Chris as much as I did. Chris was a great guest, and I think you'll notice he kind of brings out a sillier side of me that not everybody else uh, gets to see on this podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed listening this week. Once again, if you are my friend and you would like to sit down and have a conversation with me on the podcast, I would love it if you would reach out to me and just uh, make accommodations. I've probably already reached out to you. Um, so if, if this sounds like something you'd be interested in doing, let's do it, guys. I'm having a blast, and uh, you can join in on that fun, and uh, we can make something amazing together. So uh, I love you guys, and I hope you have an amazing day. Bye.